Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 298, and today we'll be talking about All By Myself from Mau Mau, Heroes of Pure Heart. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So Mau Mau's a pretty tough guy, isn't he? You know, I it just hit me now that um potentially, I mean the pirates are are are, you know, they're bad, but this episode had Mau Mau a little close to our reality. He's a uh, He's he's a brutal enforcer of a law that I'm not even sure makes sense because they they were just digging through the trash. The pirates were just digging through trash, and for some reason they were getting the like official king's alarm on that. I'm not sure if uh, we're gonna come back. You know, maybe they're gonna pull a big anime move, and in 50 episodes we're gonna come back to this dump and find out something really important was there. But um, not nah, this this was a pretty low moment for for Mau Mau and friends be- beating up people in the trash. I think what we found out is that trash ain't free. <laughs> trash ain't free, my friends. Badger Clops is full of so much wisdom. <laughs> Always undercut by some stupidity, though. Like, honestly, I wish they'd shown the consequences of him and Adorabat eating the, the pizza from the dump, but it actually looked pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would throw out such a good slice of pizza? I mean, it was like the cheese was bright. It was bright. But yeah, this is just a truly... I mean, I don't know what episodes are most competitive for goofiness in Mau Mau, but this one is up there. It is just truly stupid, and I and I and I love it for that because what what is the plot? <laughs> Mau Mau tries to seek out being some ultimate adventurer in his mind by weighing himself down with, of course, the classic leg weights, but even more stupidly, the scorpions in hand. This just got to be one of the best visual gags they've done. In this show, because it's yeah. just so purely stupid. Like, <laughs> Mau Mau is just so dumb. He's so dumb, and I love it. I love that he thinks that's what's going to help him. He's somehow able to make a sandwich without realizing he put a brick in it. I don't. How did he even manipulate the ingredients? He was, like, holding the scorpions. I, I do love the effectiveness of the dentist, though. There are some capable people in Mau Mau's world that can handle, you know... Even even the dumbest tooth cracks. I mean, and his teeth were beat up and instantly fixed. I really want to see the dentist episode to see where the actual true medical professionals lie. The same people making the tech in this world that just is also seemingly oh, yeah. unable to be produced by any of the characters we've currently seen in the show. They've got some amazing stuff working behind the scenes. I think I think they use the Toon Force for some of that. <laughs> like, that's the only way they could be so powerful. He should have just said, cut to the next scene <laughs> so that his teeth could heal. You know, that could have been what he did, but the the dentist probably hooked up a bicycle pump or something to his sure, teeth, sure. and then just you know, a, f- a few pumps would probably have those those teeth grown back out again. That's my theory, anyway. I mean, I didn't get a tune MD or anything. <laughs> I think that's actually you know, Mau Mau has cartoon physics and stuff. I mean, you know, I maybe Mau Mau's legs would truly be able to propel himself that high into the sky in our world. I don't know. I couldn't judge exactly. His legs look pretty strong, but. I feel like they also bring in the reality of certain things in this show. Like like with the teeth. Like, yeah, Dennis wouldn't have been able to fix his teeth that fast. But just like, no, the consequences are serious. Kind of like the quote from Snake at the beginning of this, where Mao <laughs> was like, I never said I was going to, you know, take you alive. And he's just like, that's dark. <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> like, the, the reality of Mao just swinging his sword around, you know, is a real one. Yeah, Mama is a very, very hardcore sheriff. You got, you got to give him that. Yeah, I, I guess his heart's 
well, is it in the right place? Like, I don't know if the episode, you know, he realized he had to rely on friendship, but even the bad guys already knew that. (laughs) And, you know, so he let go of his legs and he, you know, had his moment under the apparently ringworm filled garbage liquid. That was absolutely beautiful The at the end that, Mama, are you ever going to have those buff legs again? No, no, Dorbat. Those legs were chasing someone else's <laughs> dream. And it's like, I just love the image that it's like he's able to release the legs off into the wild or whatever. <laughs> are, yeah, are I those coming back? Mau. Are those coming back in 50 episodes when we find out that he literally released the legs somewhere else? It's just a pair of black cat legs running around somewhere. <laughs> Uh, that would actually be hilarious. He has to fight another hero using his buff legs. I would love to see that episode. Oh, can he summon them anytime? Ooh. I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of hero he's fighting. I just, now I'm seeing like Pink Diamond's legs versus Mouse legs. You know, who would win? Or versus Raven's legs? Ooh. I guess there's a whole competition here of cartoon legs. I, I think... Oh, I don't know, man. I think Mau legs and Raven's legs, or I guess I should say Lady Legacy's legs, would have, like, the most epic battle in all cartoons. Yeah, forget Thumb War. So, forget Thumb War. That's a crossover we need to have. I mean, like, I know I know, people are going to be mad at the, just the very thought of Teen Titans Go crossing over with something else. But we need a Teen Titans Go Mau crossover so that Mau's buff legs and Lady Legacy's, her legs, they can encounter each other. You know, there is enough thematic crossover with them all being, you know, legendary heroes, I guess. I would hate to see T-Titans go literally anywhere, but uh, I feel like the goofiness levels, there's there's enough there for that to work. I think we could have fun. So getting getting deeply serious for a moment, we see, you know, every flashback is really important, right? For Mamo's backstory here. We know that he's had a rough relationship with his father. His father wasn't very supportive in his childhood. But I always wondered what his what what were his sisters like, right? Because it's not like he's calling them up every day, and they're not they're not calling him up, you know. So what was that like? And we see just the the briefest stint of laughter at Mamau's expense as he he's just playing pretend and pretending that he's a hero, and his sisters are mocking him. Now I don't know if Mamau is presenting that memory to us correctly because we've we've seen that Mamau <laughs> just lies about the past. He has a completely warped idea of what the past was right with this whole like how i met badger clop story so it could be that his sisters have actually no problem with him and he's burdened himself with that thought but uh i don't know maybe his whole family life really sucked it's very sad i'm not i'm looking at the footage and it looks like they're facing away from him not towards him i've seen other people say this before oh so even worse snickering from the back i mean they they are legendary heroes they uh even at this point, they're still far into their training, so they might have eyes in the back of their head be watching him, but they <laughs> might just be laughing at something else and be completely unaware that their brother just tripped and fell in the mud. Ooh, maybe it, that would be, you know, kind of like recontextualizing the, the Badger Club story within the same episode. They could, you know, later show this memory, and it turns out Mama's sisters didn't really have any problem with him, but he ended up forging that own wedge. But I don't know. You know, obviously with his dad, they made it very explicit that his dad was the problem oh yeah but you know mamau also gets in the way of himself a lot so maybe they can show that there's a different you know reason for him living in his sister's shadows right i think mamau kind of has ronaldo's problem from steven universe you know they were both ignored for so long they've kind of both developed incredibly attention-seeking behavior 
and they both live in fantasy worlds to some extent. <laughs> well, they both they both live in fantasy worlds within fantasy worlds. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's fantasy squared up in these businesses. Now what we need is we need ultimate Ringo to show up as one of Mamau's villains. Like some somehow the Ruby Pureheart conjures up the Ringo zone where Ringo is trapped. That would be another wonderful crossover. That villain makes is perfectly fitting into Mamau's world. I mean, the, even even the even the puns that Ringo likes to make would fit right in. Oh yeah, with all the the, <laughs> the god awful uh, things that the the pirates. You like. should have outfoxed me when you had the chance. It, it finally, I, I finally realized that the uh, the goofy accents that the other pirates have are sort of like stereotypical criminal accents. Like you got the gangster one and like the wild. Wild West accent. I'm not really sure what the giraffe is. It's kind of like also a, um, I'm also terrible with accents, but it also reminded me of like a New York or Boston, one of those types. Maybe we have two gangster <laughs> representations. Oh, Rimaraf is so adorable. Hey, maybe we could use this half broken bicycle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why, why don't you put that, put that on the pile, Rimaraf? We'll try that later. Uh, you know, oh, it's, they're like children. <laughs> you know, it's just so funny how big a heart. <laughs> that uh you know combo snake slash orangutan have i would say he does have two of them right he has two hearts i still can't wait for the episode that features the orangutan and that whole thing going on there but they're just they're not particularly evil you know they're they're good i feel like i haven't seen the pirates truly um terrorize any of the citizens they're kind of like just off trying to steal things or do things but have we ever seen them directly confronting the safety of anyone? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't think they have. Although their their whole reason that they're there in the Pureheart Valley is to steal the Ruby Pureheart, which kept the valley safe. So, you know, they were going to leave the place in all-you-can-eat monster buffet without a sheriff around to protect them. Like they were quite okay with that. Right. So they're dismissive of other people's safety, but they're they're in it for the 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 taking and and the stealing. They're not there just to. Yeah. directly inflict pain on people's lives, which I guess that's kind of what pirates are all about. They're like semi-neutral evil, right? I mean, they they want to become legendary villains, and you don't become legendary by beating up on Sweetie Pies. Yeah, they leave it up for the monsters. And unlike Mau Mau, they don't have to interact with the Sweetie Pies, so they don't, like, hate Pinky or, <laughs> um, you know, get offended at someone's wonderful photography work. <laughs> Hello, Kevin. Okay, okay. If you know, you know. Best quote from this episode by far is, um, you know, they just have a full sequence of Mau Mau progressively looking more idiotic in trying to carry out his, his home life blindfolded and holding scorpions and all. But when it gets to the point where he has to go to the bathroom, you know, at first it's like the joke is just like Badger Claws being like number one or two. But when it becomes real, I'm super not okay with this. Mau Mau's like, someone's got to hold my cape. That was fantastic. <laughs> because no, what what I thought you were going to say was the best quote was the the littlest ones have the most venom, like me. <laughs> well, everything Adorabat says is um, adorably vicious, and also I don't remember. Violence! Woo! <laughs> yeah, I don't remember Adorabat having a bucket of scorpions the whole time, but I guess they sort of were transported with them. I'll I'll I'll, I'll believe Tune that somehow. Force. Yeah. She she will become mighty one day. I mean, she's already pretty strong, but she'll become a legendary hero one day. 
I, I like how uh, in this episode she's able to effectively use a single smoke bomb to distract the pirates. I had that Adorbat video. Character growth. Yeah, that's right. Adorbat keeps being a better, better fighter. It's subtle, but it's honestly not even that subtle. I wonder, though, Adorbat's entire body could fit inside the leg gauntlets. Like, we saw what it did to Badgerclop's head, which was a fantastic final episode gag that literally lasted two seconds, and it was beautiful. But now I want to see the theory of what happens if you just put Adorbat in that thing. What are you going to get? I mean, for some reason, part of me wants to say Golbat. <laughs> just a pure Pokemon evolution. I like it. Actually turns purple and all. Yeah, just, just, it's just tur- she just turns into Golbat. So that's my theory. Wait, is Golbat the second or third? There's Zubat. Golbat is what Zubat turns into. Okay, so that's not the purple one. That's just the bigger wing one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What's the final one? This deep, deep Pokemon lore. I don't know. Pokemon with numbers above 151 are a mystery to me. Oh, that's true. That was introduced in second gen. Tune in for our coverage on the Pokemon anime. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it could happen. It's been a long time. I I did mention before how Mau lives in a fantasy world. Uh, I love how he can fall off of the aerocycle just completely randomly, and then he will convince himself that he aimed himself. That takes delusion. Okay, yeah. I love that Mau can so strongly believe in the most false thing. Like, it's not that he's just lying to his friends, but he truly will convince himself that he really did use his superior eye powers and, uh, you know, ability to control his hands to flap and, and, and move his body in midair to uh, destroy a monster. Although maybe that did really happen. I don't I don't know. I'm almost, I'm getting gaslighted by Mau I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, Mau Mau's only pretending to be a doofus so you don't realize what a genius he actually is. That's some next level stuff right there. It's always a mixture, you know? He may be an idiot, and God, is he an idiot. But sometimes, you know, maybe he is a legendary hero. Well, he'll become a legendary one day, I have a hunch. If he lets his sisters back into his life, maybe. Oh, he doesn't have to play second fiddle with them. He'll forge his own legend. One that does not involve drowning in a garbage pit. Yep, and, uh, you know, now I'm gonna be watching out to make sure that Badgerclops never gets a ringworm, because... You know, that's a bet that's got to keep going, I guess. So we'll we'll see if Badgerclops can truly hold on. That would be the funniest piece of continuity. I, I like how you have Rick and Morty, where, well, can you let me out? If I die in a cage, I lose a bet. And then we have Badgerclops. If I get ringworm one more time, I'll lose a bet. <laughs> how many times did this guy get ringworm where he had to get in a bet with someone? And also, is it Mau Mau? Who else are they interacting with yeah i am assuming it's a bet with mau mau i guess cats are liable to get ringworm as well i do want to close out the podcast by saying that even though mau mau is very delusional sometimes and he's very stupid he is genuinely amazing like when he grabbed that feather out of the air like that's not an isolated incident he has genuinely fantastic reflexes so it's not just that he's mean with a sword like those two hands lethal weapons Yeah, no, he's legitimately skilled, and uh, he should, you know, believe in himself more of the time. He needs to believe in himself, not in a false legend he imagines. Right, and this show is interesting because, like we've mentioned, you know, we see Adorabat grow in fighting skill episode to episode. I don't know if I truly think that Mau Mau, we've seen him have a lot of moments, but I still feel like episode to episode, He's still kind of reset a little bit. Yeah, he's the static character. It's a doorbat who's growing in the background. 
Yeah, I, I wonder at what point the lessons will compound or he'll he'll finally feel more confident because it still feels like any episode he could still have basically the same struggle and you wouldn't question it because you're like, yeah, but you know, that's realistic. I mean, insecurities don't go away week to week. I don't think he's going to become a better fighter fighting the Sky Pirates. I, I think he was right about that in this episode. He needs He needs some worthy foes to kick him into shape or kick him into higher gear, I should say. He's already in very good shape. (laughs) Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, there's got to be bigger threats in the world that at least his sisters are fighting off, right? Like, why? Yeah, sure, there are some monsters in the world, but I mean, that Ruby Pureheart is is ginormous. You know, who's behind that? And did they create it for some greater purpose in the past? I don't know. I don't know. But with that musing, uh, I think that brings us to our end of All By Myself. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Uh, you know, leave us leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, I guess. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.